0: The U.S. House of Representatives voted to impeach President Donald Trump on Wednesday. The 11th Judicial Circuit of Illinois is adding its
1: first black judge to the bench.
0: More on these stories. I'm Sierra Henry. I'm Kelsey Watsonauer. And this is Lee Enterprise's Long Story Short. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Long Story Short, where we recap Central Illinois news from Lee Enterprise's journalists. We have a lot to get through today, but first, Kelsey and I are going to start with some national and state news. On Wednesday, the U.S. House of Representatives voted to impeach President Donald Trump for a second time during his presidency in a 232 to 197 vote on a charge for incitement of insurrection, citing Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Ten House Republicans voted to impeach Trump, including Representative Adam Kinsinger of Chanahan, who was the first GOP congressional member to call for Trump. Trump's removal from office. The impeachment articles are heading to the U.S. Senate for a trial to consider Trump's conviction, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, a Kentucky Republican, said he will not bring the Senate back in session until Tuesday, the day before Joe Biden's inauguration. If you want to know more about the story or where Central Illinois Party leaders stand on the issue, you can check out our coverage at any of our three websites, pantograph.com, herald-review.com, and jg-tc.com. In other national news, um, more than 20,000 National Guard members are deploying to Washington, D.C. ahead of Inauguration Day to provide security detail on Wednesday. Among them are 200 Illinois Guardsmen, and you can check out my story on that at pantograph.com to read up on the units that left from the 182nd Air Lift wing in Peoria Thursday morning. Governor J.B. Pritzker has also mobilized the Guard to secure the Illinois state capitol this weekend amid FBI warnings of potential armed protests. Read Panagraph reporter Lindsay Jones' report at Panagraph.com to read more about safety at the Illinois capitol this weekend. Before we move on, Kelsey is going to go over some state news regarding COVID-19 mitigation efforts.
1: Governor JB Pritzker rolled back some COVID-19 restrictions for certain regions Friday afternoon, including McLean County. Region two, which includes McLean, Peoria, Woodford, Tazewell, LaSalle, and Livingston counties is among the three regions moving into tier two. Some tier three restrictions remain in place for those regions, however, including a ban on indoor bar and restaurant service. For a full rundown on what is different under tier two for these areas, head on over to pantagraph.com to read our full coverage, plus information from local health officials. All right, Sierra, what happened in local government this week?
0: The Macon County Board approved provisions Thursday to allow for indoor dining, which prompted a statement from the city of Decatur reminding residents the rules against indoor dining remain in place. Macon remains under Tier 3 mitigations, which prohibits indoor dining. The county board's amended ordinance allows for 25% seating capacity, limits to party size per table, and increased contact tracing efforts. These county rules, conflicting with the city and state, have led some bars and restaurants to open, while others are rethinking their plans and keeping diners out. Herald and Review reporters Valerie Wells and Donna Beckett have the full story at herald-review.com. A Coles County board member on Tuesday called on the newly elected U.S. Representative Mary Miller to apologize to local veterans organizations for her remarks citing Adolf Hitler last week. Journal-Gazette and Times Courier Dave Fopé reported on Thursday. Miller of Oakland now represents the Coles County area and has recently been widely criticized for a statement that Hitler was, quote, right on one thing. Coles County board member Rick Shook said that she should apologize directly to the veterans organizations. More on this story and the Coles County board meeting is available at jg-tc.com. In health and government news, McLean County residents 65 and over, healthcare workers, and essential frontline workers are now qualifying to receive the COVID-19 vaccine under the Illinois Department of Health's vaccination plan. Scheduling appointments can begin on Monday and the McLean County Health Department estimates that there are 50,000 McLean County residents who qualify under this next phase Read reporter kevin barlow's story on vaccination plans at painograph.com for more information and visit the McLean county health department to check if you're qualified kelsey tell me a little bit about what's going on in education right now All right, well, it's time for kids to get back to the books for
1: the second semester this week. And while school districts are still grappling with ever-changing COVID metrics, reopening looks different everywhere. Across Central Illinois, some districts went straight back to the in-person or hybrid models they were using last semester to start this week, while others left a buffer week of remote learning in an effort to stave off positive COVID cases that may have increased thanks to holiday socializing. Depending on where you are and what you need, we have updates on how schools are starting this semester on all of our three websites, including transportation issues, substitute teacher needs, and vaccine rollouts for school staff. Pop on over to pantograph.com, herald-review.com, and jg-tc to read our coverage, which actually comes just in time for kids to be off school again on Monday for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But uh, schoolwork isn't the only thing on kids' minds this month. Sierra, why don't you tell me what's going on with sports?
0: Well, uh, there's some good news this week. Uh, Some high school sports are returning in central Illinois with Governor Pritzker rolling back COVID restrictions in certain regions of the state, Panagraph reporter Jim Benson writes. The Illinois High School Association said low-risk winter sports including boys swimming and girls bowling, dancing, and cheerleading can begin practice immediately. Competition is to be determined by the IHSA Board of Directors. Boys and girls basketball are deemed high risk winter sports and can have team practice with no physical contact. Weight training is also allowed as long as participants are socially distanced and wearing masks. The announcement came just days after Moroa Forsyth High School athletes launched the hashtag HearOurVoiceIllinois campaign in an effort to bring back high school sports. Herald and Review Matt Flatten reports. The campaign started with Maroa Forsyth quarterback Wade Josts tweeting a video of several Trojan players t- talking about their love for sports and calling on the state to allow high school sports to resume. Though Pritzker rolled back uh, restrictions for certain regions, Region 6, which includes Macon and Coles counties, remains in Tier 3. A Joss video, which has been viewed more than 30,000 times on Twitter, challenged athletes from Williamsville, Rochester, Sacred Heart, Griffin, Mount Zion, St. Teresa, and Jacksonville to join the campaign. To read more about this campaign and the impact that it's had, check out Flatten story at herald Kelsey, there were some interesting developments in public safety this week. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the House Bill 36553? Did I say that? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, you were close.
1: Um, (laughs) 3653. One of the biggest public safety adjacent stories of the week came out of the Illinois General Assembly when both chambers voted to pass House Bill 3653. Uh, This criminal justice reform bill, which Governor Pritzker is expected to sign, will end the cash bail system, mandate body-worn cameras for officers, and require every officer to be certified by the state and... It also establishes use-of-force regulations that ban chokeholds and restraints that inhibit breathing. Several Central Illinois sheriffs and Bloomington-Normals police chiefs spoke out against the bill, many saying legislators should have worked more closely with law enforcement to develop the bill, but instead rushed it through at the end of this legislative session. To read what local law enforcement leaders had to say, go to Panagraph.com to find our story. In court's news, the Illinois Supreme Court announced this week Carla Barnes, the McLean County Chief Public Defender, has been appointed to serve as an at-large circuit court judge in the 11th Judicial Circuit. This appointment makes history as Barnes will be the first black judge in the 11th Circuit, which includes Ford, Livingston, Logan, McLean, and Woodford counties. Having worked in the public defender's office for 19 years, Barnes will be filling a vacancy left by Judge Scott Drzewski, who retired on December 31st. To learn more about her historic appointment, including some details about her background as an attorney and when she'll be taking the bench for the first time be sure to head over to pantograph.com to read my report father and son police duo ray and brett hall were honored as mattoon police officers of the year for 2019 uh, an honor that was delayed for about a year uh, thanks to covid Um, both were recognized for their upstanding reputation especially as ray hall is preparing to retire after 30 years and a recent battle with cancer JGTC reporter Rob Stroud wrote a nice feature profile on the officers this week, so head on over to the website to read more. Sierra, let's bring it home with
0: some good old community news. Mattoon is getting a new Dollar General, which is set to open in the former Family Video and Papa Murphy space in Mattoon, JGTC Rob Stroud reports. The store is set to open in the coming weeks, pending on progress of the renovation of the building, Um, and the store will employ 6-10 to people. Applications are now being accepted at www.dollargeneral.com. To read more about the story, go over to jg-tc.com. Very exciting news! We love Dollar General. Uh, Sad note, I am really sad about all the family videos closing. Anyways, okay, Kelsey.
1: I won't just skip right over that. I'm also really sad family videos closing. (laughs) This is not a great time. In other news, um, a sick kitty indicator is getting some extra attention this week at Northgate Pet Clinic, where veterinarians are trying out a Freestyle Libra sensor, which is a device made for humans with diabetes. Emma, a 13-year-old tortoiseshell cat, was recently diagnosed with diabetes, and since her human parents died, their Brink Foundation has supported her, providing a caretaker and a home. the Kettenbrinks left a fund to provide for all of their animals, but Emma will be the one managing her extremely elevated glucose level like a human. Uh, instead of a pricked finger, or in Emma's case it'd be on the ear, uh, this sensor is attached to the cat's back and has a needle so tiny she shouldn't be able to feel it. Valerie Wells has the rest of Emma's story on herald so you should definitely go check it out and see photos and videos of Emma being just an adorable little kitty
0: god, I love cats so much. I am looking forward to watching these videos of Emma because like, oh my god, a cat video is like just basically a shot of like pure serotonin to me, it just <laughs> it makes me forget about like all of the, the struggles of the world. Anyways, it's time to feed the birds. In this week's Explore with the Nore Sabota says that now is the perfect time for bird watching. The winter weather and snow makes the feathers of carnals and blue jays stand out this time of year, so those wanting to take some photos should have an easy time spotting these guys. Feeding them not only helps the birds struggling to find food in the winter, but it is also a relaxing hobby for many people, uh, like myself. So if you want to learn more about the best way to birdwatch this winter and how to feed your feathered friends, head on over to thepantagraph.com to read Lenore's column. I really like birdwatching. It's something that I have gotten into in the past year since I got a new camera. I just just really like taking photos of birds. I think they're beautiful. Not gonna lie, I don't like birds, but uh, I appreciate the pictures. (laughs) I just... I just really I love birds all birds I love cardinals and I got a really cute photo of some ducks this summer that were hanging outside my apartment but it was it was really good I'm not gonna lie
1: probably the best pictures I've taken on my phone were of ducks at the lagoon in Pekin so I guess I'm okay with some birds because they're just little ducks just floating around
0: I don't know they're funny I really love crows like I it's fun I'm ob- actually I'm not I'm obsessed with crows I so I really want to just be like a crow lady and just have a murder of crows that come to like my beck and call and give me shiny presents and are just you know I just they're funny they're also really intelligent so that just adds to it but my college in Galesburg, we we had a huge like crow. I don't know if you would call it like a crow problem. I think it was a, a crow. You know, a, a, we were pro. I was crow pro. Oh no no. I was pro, I was pro crow, which is something that I proudly stated around campus, and I did get some glares because, I mean, they did like. Attack? They no, they were they didn't attack. They just um. There, there was a lot of birds, There was a lot of birds, and if you can imagine what comes with a lot of birds, it's a lot of, like, uh, things on the ground that you see from the birds. Uh,
1: I know you've only been here for about a year, but you might be surprised, amazed, I don't know, how many stories we've written about all of the geese and the things they leave behind. And the uh, issues they cause for traffic and students and just humans trying to walk and not step in, you know, stuff. Anyways,
0: birds. We're keeping it clean. Ironwood. Um. Oh God, I'm about to dox myself. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, don't do that. Okay. Don't, don't tell We're just. There. There. Um. Hey, oh yeah, where I live, there's like a huge geese population, and I just really like watching them. I love. I also love geese, but they're terrifying. I got almost attacked by a goose this summer uh, because they laid a nest like right on the golf course uh, in my hometown, and like Aust- my boyfriend and I were just trying to golf, you know. And they d- they did fly across. They did fly across the entire lake just to like come after me, and I did scream and run away because I have no like. I'm terrified of geese, <laughs> even though they're like pretty to look at when they're nice when they're like not when it's not nesting season they're like really chill and this has been bird talk with sierra and
1: kelsey (laughs) that's the worst golf etiquette i've ever heard (laughs)
0: screams (laughs) they're bad they're bad they would be disqualified all right. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast and our reporting, check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify while you're at it. Head on over to pantograph.com, herald-review.com, and jg-tc.com to look at subscription information and consider supporting hashtag local journalism.